You're listening to the Poema Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message encourages you, challenges you, and inspires you to see God in a real way. For more information about Poema Church, visit poemachurch.ca. Enjoy the message. If you don't know, we're starting, or we had started last week on Facebook Live, we had started this series called New Year, Same You. And it's kind of interesting because we enter this new year and we expect everything to be different, but we don't change anything about ourselves and we expect a different result. And so that's why we called it New Year, Same You. Hopefully you tuned into Facebook Live last week. Man, it's so cool. We had over 630 views on our Facebook Live video last week. And I'm believing in 2020 that God will provide the means. He will provide the way for us to be able to create more content for online, to be able to share. It was so interesting as we were uh, following along and as we were online watching, we, we, we saw people that have never stepped foot in the church tuning in. We saw our neighbor three doors down who, who knows what we do but has no interest in coming, tune in. And so I believe in 2020 that God will pre, he will make a way for us to create more content, whether it's live services, whether it's video content each week. I don't know what it will look like, but I know that God is going to make a way for us to create more content, content in this year. Hey, we didn't get everything right in 2019. You didn't get everything right in 2019, but you're still standing. You're still here. Say, I'm still standing. I'm still here. See, it's important in 2020 that we don't let what's behind us make us miss what's in front of us. We don't focus so much on what happened last year that we forget about what's coming ahead. Sometimes we have to look back and sometimes when you look back, we look back and say, man, I really wasted that year. Man, I really wasted my time. Man, I really wasted that moment. Man, I really wasted that opportunity. See, what's so interesting is that money comes and goes. Different things come and go, but the most valuable asset, the most valuable resource that you have that you can't get back is time. I love what Pastor Larry Randolph said. He said, when God predetermined our destiny, he factored in our stupidity. Therefore, there's always enough time to finish. So whether you feel like you've wasted time, whether you feel like 2019 was a waste, a throwaway year, you're right on schedule. You're right on schedule for what God wants for your life for what God has for you. The pains, the problems, the struggles you went through were the right thing and the right time to get you to the right season, to the next step. You're right on schedule. We have to look forward. We can't look back any longer. What's done is done. What's past is past. We have to look forward. I don't know about you, but over the holidays, one of my favorite things to do is to go to the movies. I don't get many opportunities during the normal year, aside from maybe like once every two or three months that we have a babysitter to go to the movies. And so over the holidays, because my parents are around or my wife's parents are around, we take the time to go to all the movies that we missed over the last two months. 
And so for some of you, some of you went and saw Star Wars. Some of you maybe saw Star Wars five times because you had the time to do it. Some of you don't like Star Wars, so you went and saw Little Women. <laughs> maybe some of you saw Frozen 2. I saw that one twice. It was good. So those are the movies you have to watch. That's the funny thing about being a parent. When you do get to go to the movies, you get to watch Frozen 2 and not the movies you want to watch. But what's so interesting about going to the movies, like my wife, she's like, we got to be there like as the movie starts. Like I'm not wasting my time in the beginning. We just have enough time to get our popcorn, enough time to get our snacks, and we'll sit down and the movie will start. But what's so interesting is I'm the exact opposite. I like to go to the movies. I like to take my time. I, I like to get my routine. I get my popcorn. I get my drink. I go to the bathroom a few times so that I don't have to go during the movie. I have my routine. I don't care if we have reserved seats. I like to be there in time to watch the people talk about the previews before the previews happen. But my one of my favorite things about going to the movies is watching the previews. It's about 45% of the reason I go to watch the previews. Because what's so interesting about the previews is it's a short form, exciting version, story of what's to come. See, they take all the exciting moments, they take the things that they will think will draw you in, and they put it into about two minutes. They give you enough story to get you connected, to get you attached, so that you will come back and watch the movie. I mean, I have an app on my TV that when I have nothing else to watch and when I can't figure out what to watch and when we've spent 45 minutes discussing what we're going to watch, I just open the app on my TV and watch previews. <laughs> I have an app on my phone. I can watch previews. But there's something powerful about a preview because a preview gives you a vision of what's to come. It gives you a short form. It gives you something to get you excited, to get you passion about what's to come. See, if the filmmakers can give you a preview or they can give you a vision of the film, it will give you that passion to return. And that is the power of a vision. See, vision is what we see, but it's also a way in which we see it. See, vision is the lens that interprets the events of our lives. The way that we view people, our concept of something, and for a lot of us, our concept of God. I love what another minister said, P.K. Bernard said, a man without vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. I'm going to say that again because maybe it didn't sink in. A man without a vision or a woman without a vision, is someone without a future. A man without a future or a woman without a future will always return to their past. See, without vision in 2020, you could return to the same version of you. That loop, that continual cycle of, I started a resolution. And we can see in this 9.30 service that most people's resolution of waking up early has already failed. <laughs> because they'll be at the 11.30. Or the 11, sorry. 
But if we don't have a vision in 2020, we will continue on the same cycle that we've been on for the past years. And if we don't have a vision for change and transformation, there's nothing to keep us from moving forward. Get on this same cycle. Start the year strong. Go back to old habits. Go back to old things. Go back to old ways. End the year depressed. The new year comes. You start again on this cycle. But what's so interesting about vision is vision gives the pain a purpose. Consider this. Consider this example of a young man who who just graduated from high school. He joined the military. As soon as he steps off the bus for boot camp, the sergeant starts yelling at him. Gets him to march over to the barbershop. He has to shave his head regardless of however beautiful his hair is. He has to shave his head. He has to wake up early in the morning to exercise. Someone screaming at him about how terrible his mama is. When just a month before, he would have maybe been in high school. He would have never put up with any nonsense. He would have never put up with someone yelling about, yelling in his face, spitting in his face about his mama. But somehow, his whole mindset changed. Why? Because he had a vision of what was to come. He had a vision of the end result of the pain. In other words, he might have been enduring the cross, so to speak, because he knew that there was joy on the other side. He knew that whatever he put his body through and however many muscles were screaming out, please don't do that again, that there was something at the end that would be good. His vision for the future gave his present physical discomfort meaning. And purpose. See, those without a vision spend their lives often taking the path of least resistance to try to avoid the discomfort. See, when you don't have a vision for what's ahead and the pain comes, it's easy for us to give up. See, if you don't have a vision for what you are going to look like at the end of your gym membership, your gym membership only gets used once or twice maybe three times if you're lucky. Because you have to have a vision for the end goal. I love what Proverbs 29, 18 says in the King James. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In the message it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. See, vision is the bridge between the present and the future. What's so interesting is I just came back on Friday. I'm kind of in the middle of my vacation, and I love you guys so much that I did not want to miss this Sunday. So I flew home specifically for this moment. But I was in Orlando, Florida. It was sunny. There was no snow. But I look at that city, and as I begin to fly into that place tomorrow, I'm going back. As I begin to fly into that place tomorrow, and as I flew out of that place on Friday morning at 4.40 in the morning, 
I began to look at the city and I began to think because I know the history. I'm a Disney addict. I love Disney. I love everything Disney. But I began to look at that city and and what once was years and years and years ago, what someone considered to be a wasteland, someone saw and had a vision for what it could be. What once was land that nobody wanted, that was swampland, it was marsh. They couldn't use it for anything. Another man saw as the happiest place on the earth. And not only that, because he saw it as the happiest place on earth, his vision was contagious. Because it didn't just stop at Walt Disney World. You got SeaWorld, Universal Studios. And you have a whole city that was formed on what once was a wasteland. Because one man had the vision to take the present and bridge it to the future. It's so interesting. It's wasteland. But what one man who when he was young drew one mouse and got a vision for something so much greater. See, he took his vision of a mouse. He put it down on paper and it became something so much greater. I love Habakkuk 2. 2 and 3 it says, And then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on the way. It will come right on time. See, some of us, we, maybe we have a vision for this year. But it's in our head. And in other words, we have to take the vision and write it down. The vision for this year, the vision. For some of you, you know what it is that you have to do this year. For others of you, you have no clue what I'm talking about. You've never set a goal. You've never made a resolution, nor stick with it. I'm in that boat. I've been there. I had no clue what some of my past years were going to look like. I didn't have a vision for it. And guess what? Not much happened. Because I didn't write it down and make it plain. Set it in in front of you. Put it on the fridge. Put it on your mirror in your bathroom in lipstick. I don't care. Write it down and make it plain. If any of you who have ever bought a house or you've ever driven through a neighborhood or you've ever seen a house in construction, how many know that they don't just do whatever to make the house? Right? They don't have the construction team just show up. Hey, do whatever you feel over there, man. Let's see what happens. And you end up that the toilet is in your kid's bedroom. It doesn't work. 
So why do we expect it to work in our own lives? It takes a blueprint. It takes something that we can look at, something written down, something that is in plain writing, in big block letters, for there to be a house that is livable in the end that won't fall apart. But sometimes when it comes to our own lives, we, 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 whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens in 2020, that's, that's what it'll be. And you get to 2021 next year and nothing has changed. You haven't grown. You haven't lost any weight. You have, whatever it is that you're looking at, it hasn't changed and you're in the same cycle. So what is one of the areas in this year? What is one of the areas in your life that you can look at today and you say, I need to change it? Because if I change that one thing, it will make a dramatic difference in my life in 2020. This story about three bricklayers is really interesting. It says there were three bricklayers working beside each other on a wall. Someone came up to the first one and said, what are you doing? What's it look like I'm doing, he said. I'm laying bricks. The man asked the next guy on the wall what he was doing. He said, can't you see what I'm doing? I'm building a wall. Then he went to the last man and asked what he was doing. He exclaimed, I am building a great cathedral for God. See, vision causes people to love what they do because they can see the big picture. What one man saw is laying bricks. Another man saw is building a wall. But another man saw is building a great cathedral. Vision causes people to love what they do because they can see a much bigger picture. Proverbs 16.3 says this, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Doesn't say commit to the Lord some things you do. Doesn't say commit to the Lord just the important things you do. Says commit to the Lord whatever. In other words, when something comes up, I'm going to pray about it. God, this is what's going on with my family. God, this is what's going on in my finances. God, this is what's going on in my job. God, I have a problem with this person. Help me deal with them. Help me love them. God, what, what about my future? What do you have for me? God, my health. I need your help. God, where are you? God, I, I'm praying. I, I need help about this business opportunity. I need help about this thing that's coming up. I need help with my life. Whatever you're dealing with, commit it to God. Pray about it. Not, not just some things, but everything. See, what's so interesting, has anybody ever played checkers in here? Checkers, that's, that's my kind of game because chess is a little beyond my understanding. And I would love to learn how to play. So if anybody, this is a little ad, if anybody knows how to play chess and wants to spend the time teaching me, which it could take all of 2020, <laughs> then I would be happy to do so. But who's ever played checkers? Who played checkers in here? Checkers is my style of game, right? But how many knows it, it, it's really hard to play checkers by yourself? <laughs> if you've ever played checkers by yourself, 
Anybody? You can play chess by yourself. You can play chess against yourself. But checkers, eh, maybe not as fun, right? But it takes two to play the game. So what happens when you make the first move? It's the other person's turn. And then they make a move. Then it's back to your turn. What's so interesting is that some of us don't realize that we're waiting for God to move, and yet it's not his turn. We're sitting there waiting for him to do something, but it's still our turn. And you're wondering what's taking so long. And he's saying, son, daughter, it's your turn still. I can't move until you move. I can't take the next step until you take the first step. Until you commit everything that you do to me. See, when you commit everything that you do to him, he will give you the thought. He will give you the idea. And then if we skip down to verse 9, it says, In their hearts, humans plan their course. But the Lord establishes their steps. In other words, the first move is prayer. You must pray. You must commit to him. Everything that you do, that's the first move. And if you make the first move, then it's his move. He said, okay, I'm going to give you the plan. I'm going to give you the vision. I'm going to give you the understanding. I'm going to give you the next step to take. But once he gives you that, then it comes back to us because now it is our turn to move. It is our turn to do the next thing, and that is to take action or to do what he's asked us to do. And then what does it say? It said in verse 9, but the Lord establishes their steps. So our move is to pray. His move is to give us the vision, give us the understanding, give us the plan. Then it goes back to our move is to do what he's asked us to do. And then it goes back to his move. He orders our steps. See, are you going to wait for God to move in this new year? Or are you going to commit to the Lord whatever you do? See, you've been waiting for God to move, but he's asking you to take the first move. See, if nothing changes... In this year, if nothing changes in this year, if you don't have a vision for 2020, you will end up the same way you were in 2019. Or worse. You say, well, you know, vision, it's, it's, it's good, it's, it's great. You know what? What if nothing changes? What if you stay the same as 2019? What if you don't change anything and you get to the end of 2020 and you're on the verge of a divorce because you were unwilling to have a vision. You were unwilling to change. You were unwilling to transform in this year. What if you get to the end of 2020 and you're back in the same cycle you always have been in And you feel that empty void. You feel that something that needs to be filled. And you start filling it with other things. 
It doesn't take that long to become an alcoholic. It doesn't take that long to become a drug addict. It doesn't take that long to become a porn addict. What could it look like at the end of 2020 if nothing changes, if you don't have a vision to drive you to the end? See, God doesn't want you to repeat the past, but he wants to transform you in the areas you haven't been able to overcome yet. During this next season, you need to allow God to give you a vision for your year. Give you a vision. Hey, we're only in day five. Most people still have a resolution for at least one and a half more weeks. <laughs> it's not too late. 1 Corinthians 11 says this, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. What does your 2020 look like? What is that one thing that if you changed it in this year can propel you to be a better version of you? Not to get caught up in the same cycle. What would it look like in a year if you decided Instead of coming to church one time out of every four or five messages in a series, you came every week. See, the way we work here, we, we don't give you the whole picture in one Sunday. We give you the whole picture over four or five weeks. Do you go to a movie for 15 minutes at a time and expect to know how it all ends? No, we want to see how it starts, the conflict in the middle, and the ending, the resolution. What would your life look like if you committed to coming every Sunday in this series? And you got the whole picture. You got the answer. What would it look like? If this year you decided during our 21 days of fasting and prayer that you actually took it serious and you didn't go to McDonald's every weekend. I've done it. It happens. What would your life look like in one year? Just one year. I'm not asking you to make a five-year plan. I'm asking you to take a small bite-sized picture. What would your life look like one year from now? What would your finances look like one year from now if you decided in 2020 to give 10% your tithe every Sunday? What would your family look like if Men, we shut off the TV and we decided to play with our kids. I'm in that boat. 
Sometimes I feel like I don't have the energy to be with my kids. But I have to realize that I don't have them forever. That I can't rewind time. Because time is my most valuable asset. I don't want to look back next year this time and say, well, I'm glad 2020 is over. What would your life look like if you started to take care of your own body? Believe me, I'm in that boat. You think I look skinny, but I did my assessment at the gym and they said, wow, he's way more out of shape than we thought. I'm not kidding. Ask Derek when he comes. What would your life look like if you decided to eat somewhat better this year? Maybe go to the gym once a week. I don't care. But it's more than you did in 2019. What would your marriage look like? If instead of coming home and laying on the couch, you turned off the TV and you took your wife out on a date once a week. Oh, that's too much. We only go out every couple months. I wonder why you struggle in your marriage and your relationship. Your kids will eventually move out of the house and you'll be stuck with the person that you've ignored for the last 18 years. Make it a priority. What will your vision be for this year? It's a new year. But if we don't change, if we don't have a vision, you'll be the same old you. Say, well, I I don't know what that looks like. That's why we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. You say, well, what is fasting? That's why we made videos. So that you understand what we're about to enter into. It's a season of sacrificing self. So that we can get closer to him. So maybe your 21 days looks like that. God, what does my year look like? What do you want me to do this year? What is the one thing that I need to change in order to make 2020 count? Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for who you are in this first Sunday of this new decade. Lord, there is something new. We're not going to be the same old person. But Lord, you will give us a vision for what we are to do in this year. You will give us a vision for who we are to become in this year. We will write it down. We will make it plain. We will commit everything that we have to you. Lord, I pray that you will give vision. It will give pictures of transformation. To those in this room, to those in this moment. 
won't look back and say we wasted 2020. But that you used it to transform us into something new. That we've broken the cycle of the past. And that you've changed us for what you have for us in this year. As we enter this season of prayer and fasting, I believe that you will do something amazing to those who stay committed. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe we slip up. Maybe we have a snack. I don't know. But you will reveal to them something fresh and something new, a vision for this year that they've never experienced before. So God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message encourages you, challenges you, and inspires you to see God in a real way. For more information about Poema Church, visit poemachurch.ca.